It's Dramatic Listening, the podcast where you learn English by listening to radio plays. I'm your host and teacher, Wendy Lambert. Welcome back to Dramatic Listening. This is episode 97, and it's the second episode of The Choice, a Gunsmoke radio play. And I'm calling this one, Andy Gets in People's Bad Books. Now, when you're in someone's bad books, it means they've already decided against you. They've made their judgment and decided you're bad. You've done something to offend them or to turn them against you. It's kind of like Santa Claus watching the kids all year long and seeing who's naughty and who's nice. So he's making a list and checking it twice, going to find out who's naughty and nice. And if you get on the naughty list, well, you're in Santa Claus's bad books. So you can get in anyone's bad books, and it looks like that's what's happened to Andy. As usual, this story is serialized on Dramatic Listening. This is the second one of the five episodes that will make up the whole story. So if you haven't listened to number 96 yet, you really should go back and listen to that one first. Dramatic listening is edutainment. Now that's a combination of education and entertainment. It's all part of helping you keep up your momentum in your English studies. By making learning fun and giving you something entertaining to listen to, I hope to keep you interested and motivated. The podcast is now one part of my larger ESL site called English Momentum. I hope you drop by EnglishMomentum.com to check out the site, but also to get the free PDF that comes with each episode of this podcast. Just register and log in. Registration is free. As a logged in member, you can download the free PDF. And in it, you'll find the vocabulary and the transcript for the podcast episode to help you learn the words and read along. There's a new PDF with every episode, so I really encourage you to head on over to EnglishMomentum.com and become a member today. As I said, today we're listening to part two of The Choice, an old-time radio play from Gunsmoke that was first aired in 1955. In this part of the play, Andy gets a job, the kind of job that requires a lot of responsibility. Matt Dillon wonders how he'll do, so he's relieved when he sees Andy return to Dodge City with his boss. But he soon finds out that things did not go well between them. Andy's boss is very angry with Andy. We'll listen to Act 2, Scene 1 shortly to find out what Andy did to upset his boss. But first, we have 11 key words to learn. And remember, these words are all posted on Quizlet. So if you're a Chinese speaker, 
you could be learning these words with English, Chinese, flashcards, and games at englishmomentum.com slash quizlet. And now for the key words. I'll be giving you the word, the meaning, and a model sentence for each one. Our first word is a two-word verb, run into. If you run into somebody, it means you meet them unexpectedly. You bump into them, not literally, but you meet up with them and it's a surprise. Peng jian in Chinese. You never know who you'll run into at the Texas Trail Saloon. Now, a saloon is a Western, an Old West style bar or pub. You'll never know who you run into at the Texas Trail Saloon. Ni yong yen bu zhe dao, ni hui zai du zhou xiao lu zhou ba yu dao she. Run into. Word number two, do. D-U-E, do. This is an adjective, and it means a scheduled time to arrive. So something is scheduled to arrive at a certain time. A bus, an airplane, uh, anything that has a regular schedule, regular route. So in Chinese, we could say dao qi, or yu ding, or yu ji di da. The train is due at 12 noon. Huo chi yu ding zhong wu dian zhong dao da. Due. Word number three, arrest. This is a verb, and it means to catch a suspected criminal and keep him, hold him from going free. Don't let him go. Dai bu. This is usually done by an official, someone who represents the law. Dai bu. He killed a man. So why didn't the marshal arrest him for murder? Ta shalamoren. Arrest. Word number four is a phrase, tarred and feathered. So two verbs together. Tarred and feathered means to be covered with tar. That's a sticky black liquid that they use to make roads. It's made from coal and it hardens when it cools. So first be covered with tar and then with feathers. So all the feathers would stick to the tar. And that is a humiliating punishment. That's something that is meant not only to hurt, but to embarrass. In Chinese, we could say,
Some men tarred and feathered the tax collector because they didn't want to pay tax on whiskey. 有些不想对威士忌缴纳税款的人，把交友和羽毛涂了收集税务员上。Tarred and feathered. Word number five, a two-word verb, hold someone up. Hold somebody up means to rob somebody at gunpoint. You point your gun at them and you say, "Stick 'em up," and they have to put their hands up in the air. 拦截行人的强盗行为 or 抢劫 The bandit jumped on the train and held up the passengers, pointing a gun at them. He said, "This is a stick-up. Give me all your money and jewelry." 匪徒敲上火车，抢劫了乘客。他指着枪说：“手举起来，给我你所有的钱和珠宝。” Hold somebody up. Word number six, owl. This is a noun, and it's one kind of large bird that hunts at night. In Chinese. Mao Toying, the owl flew silently through the night sky and took the mouse by surprise. Mao Toying 悄悄地飞过夜空，在突然地抓住了老鼠。Owl. Word number seven, rafter. Rafter. This is part of a building. It's a noun. And it's the framework that supports the roof of a building. A more accurate word, technically speaking, would be truss. And I'm especially thinking of the part of the rafter that goes across, not on an angle, but straight across from one wall to the other. So this would be hengliang in Chinese. During the day, the owl perched on the barn rafters, sleeping. 白天，猫头鹰在牛舍横梁上栖息睡觉了。Rafter. Word number eight: treasure box. Treasure box is a noun, and it's a chest or a box that contains precious things such as gold. Bai Bao Xiang in Chinese. The robbers knew the treasure box would be full of gold on the return trip. Jiefei men zhi dao zai hui chang lu xing zhong, Bao Xiang jiang hui chong men le huang jin. Treasure box. Word number nine is an idiom, in cahoots with somebody. If you're in cahoots with somebody, it means you're working together with them. You're a partner in doing something wrong. Hang xie yi qi, or long bei wei jian in Chinese. He might seem like a nice guy, 
but I think he's in cahoots with the outlaws. Ta kanang hao xiang shi hao ren, dan shi wo jie de ta gen bu fa fen zi do hang xie yi qi. In cahoots with. Word number ten, bandit. A bandit is a criminal, so this is a noun. It's a criminal who attacks and robs travelers. And a bandit is often a member of a group. They like to work together. Tufei or daofei or jiefei in Chinese. There are dangerous spots on that road where bandits jump out and attack lone travelers. So travel in large groups. Bandit Word number 11 is an idiom. To be in on something. Now, if you're in on something, it means you're involved. And it's used with things like a prank, a trick, or a joke. But it's also used with a crime. So if you're in on a plan to do something tricky or something evil, then we could say you're in on it. You're involved. In Chinese, gou jie or huo tong. The bandits are planning to hold up the train. And I think you're in on it. Tu fei da suan jie huo chi, jie wo ren wei ni shi tong huo. Be in on something. Well, that's it for our key words. Let's listen now to the choice, Act 2, Scene 1. This part of the play is just over two minutes long. I didn't see Andy again that night, but I ran into Jim Buck, and he told me that he'd hired him, and that they were leaving for Hayes City the next morning. It was two days before they were due back, before I'd find out if I'd made a mistake or not. And I waited. In the evening they were due, I was over at the stage office. Of course, the stage was late, over an hour late, but it finally came, and Andy was up on the box next to Jim. They pulled up, and Jim jumped down and ran over to me. Marshal, Marshal, you arrest him. Arrest who? Andy Hill, that's who. If I hadn't heard how good he is with a gun, I'd have taken him myself. I'd have shot him dead. Now, wait a minute, Jim. What's the trouble? He's mad at me, Marshal. Mad at you? You ought to be tarred and feathered. Why don't one of you tell me what this is all about? We was held up, Marshal. Held up by heaven, and this so-called shotgun man sat there like an owl on a rafter. Sat there and did nothing. Is that true, Andy? 
Why kill a man for nothing, Marshal? For nothing? The treasure box was empty and we carried no passengers this trip. He didn't get a thing. You didn't know that box was empty till I told you afterwards. I knew it before we left Hayes City, Jim. I figured I ought to know what I was guarding, so I found out. Sure. And for all I know, you was in cahoots with that bandit. Maybe you and him were partners. There's no proof of that, Jim. Well, I ain't hiring a man who won't fight. You're fired, Andy. I never want to see you again. I'm sorry, Marshal. I guess I've disappointed you. Because you didn't want to kill a man for nothing. That's right. There, uh, wasn't any other reason, was there, Andy? You think I was in on it, too? I didn't say that. Good night, Marshal. Andy. Andy. Yeah, maybe I did make a mistake. And now it's time for the walkthrough. Act two, scene one, begins with Matt Dillon talking to us, the listening audience. He tells us he didn't see Andy after that, but he ran into Jim Buck. If you run into somebody, you meet them unexpectedly. Peng Jin. So through that chance meeting, he found out that Jim actually did hire Andy. The stagecoach was leaving in the morning and coming back two days later. That was the schedule. The stage was due back in two days. Yu-ji-di-da. That is, it is expected to arrive in two days. Matt was watching to see if the stagecoach arrived back safely. Although it was one hour late, it did arrive back safely. But Jim Buck was angry. He told Matt to arrest Andy. He should catch him because he's a criminal. Andy explains to Matt that Jim is mad at him. But Jim isn't satisfied with Andy's explanation. Jim says, mad at you? You ought to be tarred and feathered. In other words, mad at you is an understatement. It's too mild, too calm for the way Jim feels. He is so mad that he wants to tar and feather Andy. He says, He wants to pour hot tar on Andy's body and then while it's hot and sticky, dump feathers on him. It would hurt a lot and also make Andy look really silly, like a big bird. So tarring and feathering someone is a humiliating punishment. The law does not punish people this way. It's carried out by angry people who take the law into their own hands. Matt Dillon wants the details. So Jim tells him, We was held up, Marshal. He has poor grammar. Did you notice? Can you fix it? He should have said, 
We were held up, not we was held up. We were held up is simple past tense. It's also passive, beidongzi. So guochushi的被动词. The present tense active form is hold somebody up, to rob somebody at gunpoint. That's when the guy who's riding shotgun should get to work. Well, that's Andy. That's his job. He should fight the outlaws and protect the passengers and everything else that's on the stagecoach. But Andy, Jim says, was like an owl, Mao Tou Ying, a big bird that hunts at night but likes to sleep in the daytime. The owl finds a quiet place in a barn and sits there on the rafters. So Jim is saying that Andy didn't do his job. He didn't try to protect the treasure box. That's a chest that carries the gold from the bank in one city to the bank in another city. The treasure chest was empty, but Andy didn't know that, according to Jim. So he should have done his best to guard it and protect it. But Andy says he did know it was empty. So why kill someone for trying to rob an empty treasure box, even if that someone is an outlaw? Jim thinks Andy was in cahoots with the bandit. He thinks they were working together to rob the stage. Matt questions Andy's motive too. So Andy says, You think I was in on it too. You think I was involved. Now, Matt isn't sure whether he can believe Andy or not. Well, that's it for the walkthrough. Let's listen again to Act 2, Scene 1. I didn't see Andy again that night, but I ran into Jim Buck, and he told me that he'd hired him, and that they were leaving for Hayes City the next morning. It was two days before they were due back, before I'd find out if I'd made a mistake or not. And I waited. In the evening they were due, I was over at the stage office. Of course, the stage was late, over an hour late, but it finally came, and Andy was up on the box next to Jim. They pulled up, and Jim jumped down and ran over to me. Marshal, Marshal, you arrest him. Arrest who? Andy Hill, that's who. If I hadn't heard how good he is with a gun, I'd have taken him myself. I'd have shot him dead. Now, wait a minute, Jim. What's the trouble? He's mad at me, Marshal. Mad at you? You ought to be tarred and feathered. Why don't one of you tell me what this is all about? We was held up, Marshal. 
held up by heaven, and this so-called shotgun man sat there like an owl on a rafter. Sat there and did nothing. Is that true, Andy? Why kill a man for nothing, Marshal? For nothing? The treasure box was empty, and we carried no passengers this trip. He didn't get a thing. You didn't know that box was empty till I told you afterwards. I knew it before we left Hayes City, Jim. I figured I ought to know what I was guarding, so I found out. Sure. And for all I know, you was in cahoots with that bandit. Maybe you and him were partners. There's no proof of that, Jim. Well, I ain't hiring a man who won't fight. You're fired, Andy. I never want to see you again. I'm sorry, Marshal. I guess I've disappointed you. Because you didn't want to kill a man for nothing. That's right. There, uh, wasn't any other reason, was there, Andy? You think I was in on it, too? I didn't say that. Good night, Marshal. Andy. Andy. Yeah, maybe I did make a mistake. Let's talk. Andy is certainly in Jim Buck's bad books. He didn't fight the outlaw who held up the stage. What do you think of Andy's reason? Do you think Andy was right or wrong in how he handled the holdup? Tell us about it in a comment below the show notes at www.englishmomentum.com dl097. Or you can also leave a comment on my Facebook page at facebook.com slash English Momentum. Remember, the English, Chinese flashcards and games are available on Quizlet at englishmomentum.com slash Quizlet. And for anyone who wants to review the vocabulary and read the radio play transcript, the bonus PDF is now at www.englishmomentum.com. Log in to English Momentum, go to this podcast episode, DL097, and you'll be able to download the bonus PDF. You could also be listening to Dramatic Listening on Stitcher. Stitcher is radio on demand. You'll find a link to Stitcher in my show notes at www.englishmomentum.com. Well, folks, that's it for this episode. Thanks for joining me again this week. And if you're enjoying this story, please share it with a friend. See you again in two weeks. Bye for now. Bye.